and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and with me as always is Bill. How you doing? Brandon. Hey guys, how are you all? And James. Hey everybody. Look, I didn't cut you off that time. Yay. <laughs> we Good. are a couple of disabled guys passionate about gaming and accessibility, and together we are Wheel Life Problems. Alright, how's everyone doing today? Not Good. bad, not bad. I made it here. Yeah? <laughs> Still breathing? <laughs> Still breathing, but just barely? Still wheeling. Yep, yeah. yep. Alright. <laughs> well, let's just get into this. So, I have a story that I wanted to bring up with you guys uh, on the podcast that I noticed this weekend that I think you guys could uh, probably get a kick out of. Story um, time. Yeah, good old story time. So, I was at a party uh, this weekend where... Everyone was playing Smash Brothers because, you know, it's such a big hit now. Mm-hmm. But I realized that Smash Brothers is the only game I ever noticed that all everyone has their own controller. Like how diverse all the controllers are when it comes to playing that game. You got like the Switch controller, the Pro controller, or the GameCube controller. Am I just crazy on that or have you guys ever noticed that too? No, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, my personal preference is the GameCube controller. Um, just because I think it's the best controller for it, but again, that could vary from person to person. Um, obviously, um, it's just my preferred preference. But yeah, I've noticed different people can play it differently. Like some people can use the handheld switch to play it. Some people can do like the switch controller, or they can do the pro controller. Like I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you're comfortable with. I guess. Well. Yeah. Bless me, gamers, for I have sinned. It's been 16 (laughs) years and six months, three days since (laughs) I last held a video game controller. But that was a PlayStation 2. Huh. That's that's a nifty thing to think about. I don't don't know which... uh, I guess my last controller I held would be an Xbox controller for the 360. Hmm. Hmm. What's your preferred method of uh, playing Smash Brothers, James? I know you were, you you started playing uh, when we were talking about last week. Yeah, yeah. Just I just use the the Joy Cons on the little um, clippy controller thing that it comes with, so that it feels like a normal controller. But yeah, yeah I can I can't use it portable generally because it's it's quite quite a small screen. I mean, it's for a portable console, it's quite a big screen, but <clears throat> still everything is quite small on it. So yeah. It's just funny, like watching all the shit talking going on. Like someone pulled out a pro <laughs> controller, just like you, you, you gonna fucking smash with that thing, dude? Like, yeah, man, watch, I'll <laughs> kick your ass. And then someone pulls out a GameCube, is like, no, this is the real way to play. I was like, man, there's some real animosity just between controllers on a game. Like, no other game I've ever seen has ever like. I guess you know, there's other fighting games, but as far as I've witnessed, like Smash is like the only game I've seen that's brought that out in people of like, fuck your controller. <laughs> As I've seen in um, in the fighting game community and for things like Tekken and Virtua Fighter and stuff, there is a bit of a, like maybe arcade stick snobbery when it comes to like what controller you use. So if you turned up to an event with some kind of wired third party um non official controller they'd maybe look at you like, What is this what is this amateur doing here? What is this casual doing here? But then you've got people that have 
And I think maybe a lot of these people come from the maybe playing games with keyboards and things. I, I don't know how they ever get used to it. They use a device called a hitbox, which is like an arcade stick in its appearance, except that instead of an arcade stick for moving the character around, they have just more arcade buttons. So like on the right side of the, uh, of the panel, you've got your usual sort of like punches and kick buttons, but then on the left side, you've got more what looks like punches and kick buttons for moving your character left, right, up and down and whatever. It's just, I don't know how anyone could manage it. Yeah, it sounds like you need three hands to play that game. That... Well, yeah, I mean, the, I've never seen one... Um, I see them very rarely used, but there's there's one chap... Um, I think I've mentioned him here before. Is it Sightless Combat? or He's a oh, playing yeah. Killer Instinct player, and I think he uses a hitbox. Interesting. Pretty, yeah, I'd that, have to they're... see what that looks like, because it's definitely... It's a weird picture in my head right now of what, what it is. I'll probably post a link in the chat later and we'll add it to the show description on the end so the sure. listeners can can see what I'm Sweet. talking about. You jingling your collar over there, Bill? Nah, my dog's just being annoying. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get him to go away. There's my little uh, <laughs> Sorry blip about of banter. Very good. That's my little blip of banter. What's, what's new with you guys? Ah, oh, nothing much. Just more of the more of the streaming and just uh, yeah, just ch- trying to figure out that whole schedule because it's always it's always a balance with everything, you know. Trying to balance all the well, what all is the this, before we were recording? What is this fundraiser thing you were talking about? Oh, so um, I don't know if I've ever ever actually. I think I might have explained this before, but I was born with muscular dystrophy. Um, which <gasps> no way. <laughs> which for people that don't know I think we discussed in an earlier podcast but uh here's a quick little science lesson okay so basically when you have muscular dystrophy at least the one that I have you are missing an essential muscle protein called dystrophin this dystrophin is what allows basically for your muscles when they break down like say you work out at a gym you normally would have the muscles are like uh, fibers and they get they get torn a little bit and then they repair themselves and then more fibers, uh, more muscle fibers created or whatever. But uh, basically, my muscles, in some cases, it gets replaced with fatty, fatty deposits and this results in muscle weakness over time. Uh, fortunate enough, it hasn't been that progressive with me. The worst thing that's happened is getting in the wheelchair and a little bit of limitations on the arm strength. So, anyways, that being said... Uh, the Muscular Dystrophy Association is doing what they call Muscle Walk, which is something they do every year. Um, it's usually an event that goes from early, like, March um, to about May, mid-May. Um, so I'll be trying to raise money. Um, the amount that I have to raise um, is $1,000, or at least I'm hoping to raise that. And this money will go towards uh, research to end this disease. Um, it also will go towards, um, like, uh, for instance, they have camps that they have for the kids that have muscular dystrophy. It was something that I participated in when I was younger. Um, and it's a really great thing that they they do for them because it allows, allows, allows people in a wheelchair to feel, you know, or people with muscular dystrophy in a wheelchair to feel a little bit more comfortable about things. And I think that's important. So that's my little shameless plug there, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> What are you going to do to raise that $1,000? Well, I'm hoping to do it by 
doing streams, but so far it's kind of, I'm trying to get it more involved with the stream. Um, and I think I might have to do some event-based streams. You know, I was considering getting a few people together to maybe organize a 24-hour stream. Um, because I just thought it'd be a good idea where people just would be on my channel. Uh, I'd share my stream key with people I trust, obviously. And then, uh, you know, just, uh, get them to, you know, get the channel to stay live for 24 hours, basically, because I don't know if I can stay up that long. Um, <laughs> I've done a 12 hour, but I've never done a 24 hour. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm getting to the age where I can't stay up 24 hours anymore. That's just terrible, but yeah, you'll have to let us know how that goes. That'll be, it sounds super cool, but yeah, you said we'll there's like a walk for it too? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a walk. Ironically, um, I know. I was to, that was going to be my next point. Is like, not, I don't see the irony in it. <laughs> yeah, but not Let's everybody. Walk for the people that can't. Woo. Yeah, but not everybody that has a muscadystrophy, depending on what strain you have or whatever. Um, some people can still walk. It just kind of depends on what what when you know what happened and so forth. But yeah, um, you know, I'm hoping to maybe organize a tournament uh, for PUBG Mobile or. Something like that, which would be a pretty easy thing to do, but uh, yeah, I'm probably going super accessible for people to be involved in it. Um, yeah, there is that too. I mean, I gotta, I gotta maybe think of that angle too, just to get people more involved. Uh, I haven't really figured that out yet. You know, it was it was kind of like one of those things <laughs> that I didn't really didn't plan mean to put this you on out. The spot there, I didn't really plan this out yet. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a little. I mean, we did it last year, and uh, we raised about $150, so I'm trying. Uh, this is a little ambitious, but I think that uh, if done correctly, it can happen, so. Well, heck yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Very cool. All right, well, then I guess uh, moving on, I guess so one thing we want to talk about, so back on the whole Nintendo aspect, uh, you guys Zelda fans? I do like Zelda. Do you guys see yeah, the new? Yeah, uh, definitely. I used to be. Yeah, I I can definitely relate to you, Brandon. The used to be, but um, since I haven't played a Zelda game in, who God knows how long, but I saw the remake for Link's Awakening, which was one of my all-time favorite Zelda games. I'm just wondering if you guys also saw that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I was quite surprised when I saw it because I wasn't expecting a remake of that. Yeah, and like totally out of left field, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there was maybe leaks on that popped up on various, you know, sort of gaming forums and stuff. But I never go to these forums, so. Wow, this looks it. way better. <laughs> oh, you have it pulled up right now. Yeah. This yeah, is cool. Um, this is cool. It looks super cool. It looks like it's staying true to the original, but also like updating it in like terms of graphic and an animation to like a, like a. Um, I don't know, capture a new audience, I guess. Yeah, it's got a graphical appeal um, to it with that updated, you know, those updated and graphics. Fun thing about Link's Awakening, which I hope someone fact-checks me on this because I may be wrong. <laughs> it's been a while since I played it. But that's one of the few ones where you don't get the Master Sword. Does anyone yeah. remember The Legend of Zelda? Or am I just old? The original? The very first one? Oh, yeah. I remember playing that with my dad when I was, like, I want to say all of 
four, maybe five years old. Uh, and like we we really we we took a deep dive into that game to the point where my dad had mapped out the ninth level that uh the ninth dungeon that leads you to Ganon and <laughs> that I tell you like I mean obviously the other dungeons are that you, that you go through to get the pieces of the triforce are you know they're pretty rough but that ninth level man even even when I was like you know my late teens have still playing that game and just been like Damn, that's hard. <laughs> I never so when beat you say that your dad one. mapped it out, like he pen and paper type mapped out, mapped yep. out before you could go online, online and be like, "Oh, here's the map." It's like every single room was in like a gigantic grid, and he mapped out the path that you need to take and where like you need to take like warps and uh, various passages that would lead to other parts of the dungeon. That takes a lot of commitment to map out that entire map. Like I can. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you'd have to go in each part and. Like that takes a lot of time. Do you have to? All right, let me go in this room. All right, draw it. All right, go back to the next room. Draw it. Go back room. Draw it. Mm -hmm. That game takes a lot of time. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the one Zelda game that I never played, other than like when, other than like new ones that have come out since my injury, but uh. When I was able to play Zelda games, that's the one that I never played. But Link's Awakening was like my first exposure into the realm of Zelda, and I loved every bit of it. Like the music, the the lore, the the fighting, the combat, and just um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've had issues with beating Zelda games. How issues? Issues how? Like I just never have really beat a lot of them. I've started them, but I've never finished a lot of them. Out of it being too difficult, or are you just being lazy? <laughs> um, loss of, like it can, it, it can sometimes be a loss of interest. To be honest with you, I'm that ADD. Um, but <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, and some of it was more, I guess, the games that I was playing. Like when I was younger, I just didn't, for whatever reason, I just never. I never gravitated towards Zelda until like uh, like GameCube, like Wind Waker. I played that a lot. Never oh, beat that one, but you know, it was something I was thinking of maybe revisiting at some point, like you know, to get you know get through that backlog. But I just have not. I haven't committed to that on stream yet, and I was Is thinking there a of Zelda doing game it. You have beat entirely, besides um, the newest one, <laughs> and that's it. Oh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Damn, and how many Zelda games have you played that you just haven't beat? Um, I mean, I tried the first one. I never beat that one. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it was that I just. I think I just lost interest for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't know what why that happens for me. Damn. Like I have severe ADD. <laughs> well, show of hands or show of I do's or whatever. Who has here between the four of us played? Um, Link's Link's Awakening. Um, I have for sure. All right. I don't recall which one that was. I dabbled. Which one was that one? on? It was a uh, Game no, Boy. This, no, this okay, Game Boy. Okay, Game Boy. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. That no, one. I can't say I did. 
All right. I think it's um, well. It's also on. You can. It's, it's even though there's a remake coming. If you've got like an old, if any of the listeners here have got old 3DSs or I think maybe Wii U's or maybe even Wii's. No, the, not the Wii because I think they've closed down the online store for that. But I think their virtual console thing. You can maybe download and play it, and it's I think over here I paid like four pounds for Link's Awakening on the 3DS. So I mean it's pretty cheap. Damn. So yeah, yeah, weird coincidence. I've actually been very recently um, playing through it. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, I got the games on DS. I just never beat them. It's yeah. just a fantastic game. There's one aspect that I hope they're keeping, which I'm sure they will. I mean, it looks like they're staying pretty pure to the the whole Link's Awakening thing. Is uh, James? I don't, I don't know if you remember this. Is when you could rob the shop guy. Oh yeah, well I would never do that because I know what the consequences are. <laughs> but, you never um, did. Oh, I loved it. You just rudder. So for those that don't know, like if you went to the store, you can go up and grab the item that you wanted, and then you just run around the guy until he starts spinning around and gets dizzy, and you just run out and bolt out of the storefront. But the, the downside is, is anytime you go back in there, he'll just be standing there, like be like all pissed and be like, "Yeah, I saw you take that shit," and he just shocks you with lightning until you die. Yeah, yeah, it calls you thief in all caps as well. Oh, he sucks you with lightning. Yeah, dude, it was that was like one of the best, like most memorable parts of the game. Also, besides the music, the music in there was like fantastic. And yeah. but you know, Zelda games have always been known for like great music. The thing is, so is that it's it's really tempting to steal things from a store because it's the only place where you can get the bow, and it costs nine hundred and eighty rupees, I think. And the maximum you, you have can it down to the nine, price nine nine nine. So it's like, well, you have to steal. You have to, um, you can steal the shovel from there too, can't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's where you get <laughs> that too. Yeah. And they're all oh, really dude. pricey. All these key items. <laughs> no, no one's got time to pay save up money for that. Link's I, a man on a budget. He needs he needs these things right away. I mean, the, the thing is, <laughs> you you will get that money eventually. It's if you just open open chests as you encounter them, you'll get the rupees, but. Sometimes you want that bow early. Oh, man, I was, that was a very impatient kid. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm, I'm saving up these uh-huh. rupees if I can have it now. Mm. But I, I don't know. So anyone out there, um, all about also Brandon and Bill, you guys need to check out The Link's Awakening and <laughs> tell us about it. And Bill, you need to finish the Zelda game besides Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I know. I was working on Ocarina of Time. I almost got that one done. Jeez, that's another like that good I one. played. That I right. definitely yeah. played. Ocarina so of Time. So we can all gang up on Bill now for not not finishing Ocarina of Time. <laughs> oh yeah, I never finished Ocarina of Time. I got close, but um. My, my oh, cousin... so we have to gang up on Bill and James now. <laughs> yeah. I've got a good excuse though. My cousin, um, while I was out, took my cartridge and then completed my save game. When I was maybe two dungeons from the end, so oh, that's fucked. I know. <laughs> who does that? Yeah, who but, just takes someone's game and like just continues it? And like, oh, all right, beat it. I could. I completely just save. It's, it's done. You'll have that's to start cheap. again. All right. Well, you need to restart it, and Bill, you need to finish Ocarina of Time. I think. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hopefully, Brandon, you have my back in saying that that is definitely one of the mo- best games of ever. It wasn't bad. I didn't get to finish it. Um, it was. What? It was. Hey, I I was busy. I was in the hospital, man. All right, you. All right, okay, so that's that, 
But it it, it was like part of like the list of games that I was in the middle of um, during that like those last uh, few months of able-bodiedness. <laughs> it's just, how did how did that you and Final on? Fantasy X? And I was just like, nope. Oh, I never beat Final Fantasy X because I got stuck on the mountain with Seymour or whatever his name is, and <laughs> way yeah, too think, hard to beat. I Seymour. think I had that exact same problem. Yeah, on the snowy mountain, you're like fighting that boss. Oh, actually, no. Maybe I there is a fight against Seymour at some point. I think it's maybe the first one, but I had I had made some poor choices with my character development. So there's you're forced in that first fight to use the character Yuna, who summons. Um, she does all the summoning of monsters to fight for her and things, but I hadn't used her at all. So all of her monsters were very low level, and all of my characters were completely. Um, I'd spent all their little sort of uh, points in all the wrong places and ruined them. So when I got to this <laughs> fight, I could do. I, I couldn't win it. And eventually my oh. girlfriend decided that she wanted to play Final Fantasy X and she would take, basically just play on for my save, spend some, <laughs> a few hours just grinding out to fix the damage that I'd done to the, <laughs> the characters. It's become a running joke now between she and I where it's like, you know, all my characters have mug for no reason. You have know, the milk. skill where you would rob people. I don't that's know how hilarious. I did it, but, you know, that's some that's a game I'll never finish. <laughs> how did how did we stumble upon this topic of like not finishing any games? The backlog blues. The backlog blues. I like yeah, backlog. The backlog. Yeah, I, I mean never, that's never heard people call their their game uh, the games that they uh, for whatever reason decided to not finish. <laughs> that's the backlog, and I have it. Um, it tends to be. Once you become a streamer, it tends to be a very real issue. Even more, even it becomes even worse. Actually, to be honest with you, um, damn, I you, never heard of the backlog blues. Or not, not the black or, or the calling it the backlog though is what I'm talking about. Maybe that's right. that the blues that I'm talking about is I'm just saying the fact that I get I get myself stuck where it's like, oh, I want to play this, but then it's like I'll I'll be playing a game that's like very PvP oriented. Which obviously is, you know, there's no end to that. It's just winning again and again and again, you know, or, you know, getting your butt right. kicked again and again and again and again. Right. <laughs> so I kind of get into that whole, well, that whole bind. Yeah, I could absolutely make a, I could fill a book with games that I've got like 80% of the way through and then just walked away from. <laughs> That's a real in our where's case, the... rolled away from, but you know. <laughs> where's Where's the sense of accomplishment? So in that? many games, though. There are. I mean, just it... maybe Brandon can relate to what I was talking about there with the the whole backlog thing occurring. Oh more yeah, frequently. dude. That's why. That's why I'm streaming like uh, Throwback Thursdays because I need to break some of that. I need to break some of that backlog. You know. That's why I'm playing in uh, Bioshock for the first time. Ooh. I've never I played that, that before. Game. Everybody loves that game. Like here, that's like all I ever hear about is like Bioshock this, Bioshock that. I'm like I want to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, I've played through it a whole. I've played through it a whole bunch of times. 
right? Yeah, my girlfriend tells me that I, I really should play it. She thinks I'd like it because I've liked the Deus Ex and um, the most recent Prey games. So it seems it does sound like it's up my alley as well. You mean to play it? Well, I'm on your I'm on your side, James. I have not played it either, but that's because that game came out after my injury. So there's my excuse. That's a pretty good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna fight that one. Yeah. Yeah. My I know my brother is a huge fan of that game. So. But of what? Of Bioshock. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. But yeah. we digress. Um. Guess, <laughs> moving on. Uh, they had something here about the Nintendo Direct. Um, yeah. Um. I put that in the, the notes for it because that's the that's the stream that Nintendo did where they announced the Link's Awakening remake. They also announced a few other things, um, probably most notably of which was a new version of Super Mario Maker, um, creatively titled Super, Mar- Super Mario Maker 2. Is it going to be on the Switch? It will be, yeah. yeah. So... I did a whole bunch of new features. Um, the one I'm most ex- excited about from that is the ability to add slopes. So, yeah. So that's the Super Mario Maker is the one where like people are making like levels and beating them and stuff, right? And like, um, yeah. Most of the most of the streams that I've seen for it, where the ca- category strives, it seems like, is not so much the people that make the levels. It tends to be the speedrunner type people or the people that are you know are trying to show the super challenge of like they'll they'll play the most challenging maps um and it's crazy it's crazy some of these things that people have created like i mean if you've never seen one of the streams like the ones that they usually that the people that do stream it play are usually like really crazy maps that are just like i don't even i, I don't even know how people complete them like it, it's insane <laughs> it's absolutely insanity Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like Super Mario Brothers levels. Just the, the design is pushed to the real sort of extreme ends of what's mm-hmm. achievable in that game. It's, it's impressive. It is, yeah, yeah. So I think it looks. I think it looks quite good. I'll probably end up getting it when it comes out. But I'll have um, to look into it. Yeah, yeah. It's it looks pretty promising. I can't remember what else was on that Nintendo Direct at all now, though. I, my mind's gone a complete blank. But those are the, the two things that I think maybe stood out the most. Yeah, the ones that people are going to be most interested in for sure. But okay, well, moving on. Um, so we talked about this, uh, wanting to expand our podcast a little bit to just a little bit beyond gaming, and maybe talk a little bit more also about you know our disabilities and problems with accessibility we have in the real world, just outside of gaming and. I just wanted to go through you guys and see if you guys each have an instance we can talk about about um, accessibility um, or just what it's like what it's like being disabled. Um, it, I can start a story um, so you guys kind of get a little picture of what I'm talking about is uh, here's something that I have to deal with that kind of really bugs me from day to day is um, so, Brandon, I'm sure you can relate to this. Is like our fingers don't work, so we can't write, you know. Which oh is, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely batshit annoying, right? 
Yeah, not, be, yeah, it, not it's because, because like, because, like it's, not it's not just that because you have to, you have to rely, rely on speech to text. text. You get no privacy. Yep, exactly that too. That's like, so like even if I were wanting to like keep like a private journal or something like that, I'd have to find some way to like type it myself, character by character, or hide in a dark corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, well, I don't even know if that would work, but yeah. <laughs> but the so the point I'm getting at is uh, this is something I had to experience lately, and it's something that always bugs me and kind of. It makes me feel like I'm disabled again, and which is something I hate. Is um, so for those people that don't know, is I'm in school right now. I'm just taking classes at the local community college, Nova. Um, so I have to have a scribe with me at all times while I'm in class. You know, the school provides it, which is great. Um, uh, this guy Kevin, he's a good guy. He's I like him, but um, so what he does is he'll take notes for me, or if I have an in-class written assignment, he'll help me out with that is he forgot his pen or pencil like five classes in a row and it just drove me batshit crazy of like like holy shit dude i can't write and your job is to write for me how are you not prepared for this and then it just made me feel like crap because i'm like this is the kind of shit i have to rely on is someone writing for me but i also have to trust that they're also going to do the job to the best of their ability <laughs> and just let's so obnoxious and I hate instances like that and those are those instances that really make me feel like crap yeah I'm whoop guess I'm disabled and you just have to live with it and move on and so that's my experience that I wanted to pop in that hopefully maybe people out in the world can relate to wow that that sucks pencil boy get your act together <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd say I could yeah so I, I'm wondering if <laughs> What are some experiences you guys have had of of late or recently that, you know, just kind of remind you that we are disabled people, that we are more than just these beautiful voices coming through your speakers? Um, okay, I'll, I'll go with one. Um, recently, I had to go into the hospital last week. Um, not related to my sight loss or anything. It was um, basically... Long story short, I'd been snoring, and it's not sleep apnea, which is good, but they don't know what it is. But in the process, they had to um, stick fiber optic cameras up my nose, which was um, Ooh, very pleasant. Very unpleasant, yeah, it feels really strange. But um, this really isn't anything about that, that's just where I was at the time where this happened to me. Um, I was, as I'm sort of going backwards and forwards from the hospital, it's in the centre of Glasgow, so there's a lot of traffic there's a lot of um, crossings but in the UK at least um, the crossings have there's, there's a, a box, a panel you can press and you press the button and it lights up and it says like wait and then when it goes out it's you know that's when you can cross but there's all there's, there's opposite side of the road there's the red and the green lights for pedestrians so they know when to cross and uh, I'm sure there's fairly similar systems all over the world but <clears throat> One of the things that was really annoying me was on these boxes underneath them. Most people don't notice it, but and there well there should be a little tactile cone that when it's when it's safe to cross it rotates. So if for if for some reason you can't see the red 
green light change at the opposite end of the road or if the box doesn't make any noises you know because a lot of these boxes will they'll beep to let people know to cross um, if it doesn't beep if there's no cone someone like myself is you know kind of relying on um, other people to let them know when it's safe to cross and it really bugs me that in an area with as much sort of foot traffic around about the, the biggest hospital in Glasgow it must be that so many of their crossings were just like they didn't have these tactile cones they didn't have the lights the the <clears throat> didn't make any noises and it was very difficult for me to get where I was trying to go without the assistance or I say assistance but I was basically just like shadowing people across the road and trusting that they knew when to cross and that I wasn't just following some suicidal person that was walking in the traffic. <laughs> um, so, so that was just like, I, I hate it when that happens because it's it's just neglect on the part of the, the city council that these, these boxes, these crossings are not safe for people with sight loss. It's, it's, that really bugged me over the past week. Huh. Yeah, see, that's something interesting that I would have never taken into an account or thought about, you know, having to live with a, a partial blindness is what you would call it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I would, although my, because of the very sort of particular nature of my sight loss, uh, I can I qualify as being registered blind, but to call me blind is probably a, a, bit of an, a bit much. It's certainly more like visual, just a visual impairment, I would say. Um, right. Yeah. That can just be super dangerous because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing what you're getting at is, like, you know, if these, if there weren't anyone for you to shadow or if there weren't, like, any of these uh, these alerts or anything, like, you could just walk into a street and just get hit by a car, right, and not even know, know a car yeah. was coming? Yeah, the, the, the part of the road where I was trying to cross, um, it's basically, like, cars coming into the city straight off the, the motorway or the freeway uh, for the Americans here, <laughs> Americans listening. Um, <laughs> so there's like a lot of traffic coming in quite quick. The freeway. So it's 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 a bad place to have a like a partially broken crossing. It really should be should be fixed. But thankfully, there were people there that I could just kind of tail, and make my way to where I was trying to get to. So how close were you tailing these people? You're like super creep level close, where your nose was on the back of their shoulder, pretty much. Like, hey, I'm following you. <laughs> Just whisper in their ear. Thank you. Um, no, it's just a, just a, a a nice, normal, non-creepy, non-stalkery way uh, distance behind. ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> I just put I, just put my hand. <laughs> just just hold to just take their hand and have them lead me across the road. No, um, nothing like that. Just a nice, normal, non-scary distance. <laughs> Non-scary yeah. distance. Yeah, that's 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 a shitty situation to be in, though. That's, that sucks to have to go through that. You know, that's uh, that's the point of this little segment right here. O- an open discussion of all the shitty things we got to go through. You know. Yeah, I mean, I can relate to it as well. Obviously, I mean, lately with not having my, not having my vehicle has been very annoying because I mean, yeah, people can drive me around, but. It's always this awkward thing, you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't want to inconvenience anybody. You don't want to, like, have to ask someone to do something for you. And that, that part, I, I think in general, that having to ask for help sometimes can be annoying. 
because the self-reliance that you once may have had when you had more independence is no longer there right out the window and that's frustrating it's it's frustrating for because you just don't you know you just don't want to put anybody out but there are some people that i feel like um are, are okay with that like they don't mind helping at all and it doesn't really bother them like the way that we may think it does but it's do, still hard to I'll accept s- do any of you guys ever uh feel like an expectation to be um i don't know like resilient and okay with all of this that we go through yep i know exactly what you mean it's like like everyone's like, oh, he's so strong. They we we expect him to be super strong during this, you know. It's like, yeah, and yeah, and then you know, God forbid you you're actually not. Then there then people could be like, there you know people could be all, um, thinking that you're just a negative person in general. A Debbie Downer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you gotta bring everything down? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've had I've, that. I don't know, or or at least I thought that I've had that. I who knows? No, I, I, I totally can be a little cynical. It's like yeah, it's a fine line to walk or roll. I guess is you know like yeah. You know, if you're too happy, people are like, oh man, he's happy like that all the time. Or if you like had that one moment of bubbness, be like, man, he. He's really not taking being in a wheelchair well. He must be a Debbie down all the time. It's like, no, I'm just having an off day. And Man, I, mean, sometimes I, I think that's kind of what like, you're getting what's at, What's an right? off day? Some people want to, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things. It's just it can be super annoying to have to deal with, I don't know, just some people just, I don't know, it's frustrating sometimes when you're in a situation where you, the dependence on other people, you know, like, and feeling, not necessarily their unwillingness to do it or anything like that. I mean, they might not be unwilling to do it. it, might not even be the issue at all, but it might be more of the issue of just the fact of accepting the fact that you have to ask this person, potentially feeling like you're putting them in a situation that you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's something that they would have to do in their day that if you were able to do it, it wouldn't be something they would have to do, you know? Right, mm-hmm. and like getting back to your whole driving aspect is like you without a car, it's like, it's not just easy for you to jump in a rental car or get in a new car and be like, all right, I'll drive this around for a little bit. It's like, no, you know, a car is built specifically for you to drive in a way yeah. that, you know, no one else can use it or, you know, it's just that that part of accessibility is kind of just like, well, shit, it's, it sucks. You have one, one car basically. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's well, frustrating. it is, it is frustrating, but you know, that's the, that's the thing that <laughs> I think that's good about talking about all this is that he's like, yeah, it is frustrating, but people don't, people don't always get to see the frustrating parts of the, of our lives they, a lot of times they just see the highlights or the good parts but you know it's not the frustrating parts and the shitty parts i think need to be just highlighted just as well as any other the other good parts so people know you know we're human in the world the, the shit we go through is like you know 
Yeah, I'm more... trying to focus on the positive most of the time. But hey, sometimes you gotta you gotta get a little bit of the negative out of there because obviously you know you don't want it to stay in there because it'll fester and become more of a problem. It's better to get those things out of you by saying them <laughs> than not. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. It's so. a good, good airing of grievances in the same, but it also, you know, lets people into our lives, lets our listeners know that, wow, these guys, well, though they're super cool and stuff, they're human too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, we're all pretty fucking cool, so. Listeners I don't are... think anyone's ever uh, accused me of being super cool. <laughs> well, I'm accusing you now, James, of being super cool. <laughs> Live with it. I suppose I'll just have to live with it. <laughs> oh no, what a terrible burden I've bestowed upon you. Oh, it's just too much for me to live up to. I'm never gonna I'm not gonna be able to to rest until I know that I'm living <laughs> up to the mantle of being super cool. Alright, well I believe in you. You you do the best that you can, alright? I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Someday it'll someday it'll happen. Yeah. I'll start off I have the same problem myself. It's a, it's a chronic illness, chronic illness uh, uh, lack of coolness. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your real disability, not right. not being quadriplegic. It's the lack of coolness. That's the I like problem. I tell people my disability is no skills. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you hear about Brandon? He was diagnosed with no skills. It's a crippling addiction. <laughs> or infliction. Jeez. Make, make a DLC. Can't even Addicted to not having no skills. <laughs> make a DLC for skills. To down, uh, download a DLC for skills. For skills, yeah. <laughs> Only forty nine ninety five. I heard something in a, one of the streams that I watched. That we were talking about that. I'm trying to remember who it was. Someone mentioned something about it. It was kind of funny. I was just nice. thinking about that. Well, is there anything else anyone wanted to share experiences with or um, last-minute thoughts? Hmm. Mm. No, I think I might be okay. I'm sure I'll remember something as soon as we stop recording. That's and as always. I'll write it down. All right, well, <laughs> I, I think this is a... Uh, I, I like this. Uh, hopefully, the, li- the listeners appreciate us being a little bit more vulnerable and <laughs> telling more telling our side a little more sides of our story. So, if they like it, then we'll keep doing this. You know, I I think it's I think it can be pretty great. But I guess it's time to wrap things up. So I just want to thanks thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of We Life Problems. Uh, be sure you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Problems Wheel. Uh, you can follow me on social media. I'm at The Rickles. You can follow Bill. He is at Wheelchair Gamer. Don't forget, the gamer is spelled with a three instead of an E. You got Brandon special. at Accessible Gamer. And you have James at James Kyle. And thanks again. And remember, keep it wheel, everyone. Peace.